Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I had no idea Frederick Douglass said that. And I won every Black History Month trivia <laughs> at my church when I was 12. Well, your church was trash. Let's start there. Your church wasn't doing good black history. They weren't incorporating. They paid taxes. (laughs) They're stupid. It was the same Martin Luther King speech every year. Given by me. I'll be honest. (laughs) They weren't doing enough. And that's on you. That's on you. That's on the, the church that you belong to. gentlemen welcome to another phenomenal devastating episode of my mama told me the podcast where we dive deep deep into the conspiracies of the black community and we finally work to prove that irma p hall may have lost her leg in the movie soul food but i assure you ain't nothing happened to that ass you're sitting on something sturdy, Big Mama, and I want to eat mac and cheese off of it every Sunday. That's right, Irma P. Hall. Come and find me, sweetheart. I'm trying to see what that meat do. It's me, your host, Langston Kerman, the man yelling sexual comments at Irma P. Hall. That's what I'm into. You should know that about me. I'm very excited today. Our guest, a phenomenal comedian a dear friend, a man who I've known longer than almost anybody I can think of in my my journey as a comedian. He was one of the first comedians I ever met. He's hysterical. You know him from Comedy Central. You know him from R.I.P. That uh, NBC, uh, what was that shit called? What was it? Not Quibi. The one before Quibi. 
Yeah, CISO. R.I.P. CISO. But goddamn, did he have a funny set on there that NBC couldn't maintain because they didn't invest right into CISO. But this motherfucker's funny as shit. A dear friend. Give it up for Clark Jones, everybody. What's up, everybody? We here. Don't be mad at Chicago. Gotta promote the things that I'm doing. <laughs> I gotta intro myself. Hell <laughs> yeah. My credit was a defunct. <laughs> my credit was a worse version of Quibi. Well, that's not true. CISO had a lot of good things that they just didn't give a fuck about and uh, let die. Yeah, it was it was ran by NBC. I wish NBC knew about CISO. That would have been crazy. <laughs> I wish they knew. Like that's like CISO was like some money they found in the couch. Like, oh, that's ours. Oh, that oh oh shit. We were supposed to be in charge of that. Oh, wait, wait, us <laughs> NBC TV. <laughs> the thing Bill Cosby tried to buy. Oh, okay. All right. I now I see. Maybe we were responsible for his downfall. Maybe this whole thing was right. Bill Cosby. When you Cosby put it was... like that, when you put it like that, <laughs> I mean, damn though. We need this. We need another reboot. We need this Cheers reboot to pop. We needed money for that. We had to drop CISO. We had to drop it. How are you, dude? I'm man. I'm never as good as I say that I am on the podcast. Sure. Sure. I. You know what? Let me say this. I appreciate your your transparency in this. A lot of people are like, I'm great. And it's like, no, you're not. You're crumbling inside. I'm never as good. I mean, and it, even more so today, I had a, a terrible experience this morning. And uh, I'm just, it, it's one of those things that I took care of. But just because mm-hmm. you put a fire out, that don't mean it didn't cause damage. Sure. <laughs> While it was ablaze. Right. I'm dealing with that, but. I'm here. I'm glad to be here. Glad to be talking to you, man, and not a complete stranger. Hell yeah. <laughs> on a podcast saying I'm great. If I, if you were a stranger, I would be like, I'm great, man. Let's do it. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're with me. You're like, hey, man, things are crumbling, but tell your little jokes. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> this is just a FaceTime that, uh, that we have in that's recorded with a secret person. <laughs> well. I I'm excited, if nothing else, to get into your conspiracy theory, because very rarely on this podcast does somebody come to me with a conspiracy theory I've never heard of before in my life. This is a brand new one to me and not in a bad way. It's one that I heard and I was like, I don't know, maybe, quite possibly I'm listening and I want to make it clear. You said my mama told me. The mattress industry intentionally introduced a bed bugs outbreak in order to sell more mattresses. You nailed it. That's it. Yes. Tell me more. Where does this come from? Uh, Where? What? I lived in New York from 2013 through 2018, 19. Yeah. And when we moved there, there was no outbreak. And about 2015, 2016, it, they were just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then it went from New York, and all of a sudden it was across the country. And then we just stopped hearing about it. And yeah. I would go to Times Square, and I would just see, like, why is, like, the mattress company, like, prime real estate? <laughs> Elevators, like, red carpet. And they just kept popping up. They kept popping yeah. up because... You know, you take advantage, like, I think OCD is one of the biggest uh, afflictions that is taken advantage of. People mm-hmm. who, like, oh, that has a speck of dirt, let's get it out of here. Bed yeah. bugs, motherfuckers was, like, you go up and down Brooklyn, you just saw 
poorly plastic wrapped mattresses all up right. and down Halsey Avenue. It wasn't just the big companies. Like it, you you walk down the block and the little marts like on um uh I forget the name of it, but like yeah, just all these little shops was just open. I mean with yeah. mattresses. That's interesting. Okay, you're you're digging into two things that I I think are are really important here. Number one, how the fuck does a mattress company get real estate in Times Square? Like, what did y'all do that made it that you could be next to the M and M store? Dude, Madison Square fuck? mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a Nick game. Then get a Sealy Posturepedic. Like yeah, it there, was just. There's something off here. There's something. Something isn't correct. Yes. And so to that point, maybe there's a possibility that this is a way that somebody's washing their money. Maybe this is a big wealthy person who is figuring out a way to clean up the otherwise corrupt money that they bring in, or these companies are figuring out a way to get money. Where in places and in ways that maybe aren't normal for regular mattress companies, maybe, you know, people needing a new mattress, you do that, what, every like five to 10 years? Dude, tops? broke ass comics having to buy new mattress, like, it wasn't even like, oh, this is extra money. Like, no, uh -huh. you gotta get, because not only the infestation, the stigma of having Right. Money. And I lived in a bowl in Bushwick. Like Bushwick is built like a bowl. And yeah. I was wondering why we were able to afford it is because we lived at the bottom of a bowl. And so <laughs> whenever it rained and it stormed a lot, I didn't even storm know it stormed that much in New York. But yeah. like everybody's insects, dirt, whatever slid down to the bottom of the bowl. And I lived right. in the basement in Bushwick with no windows. You were literally the the lowest point of Bushwick. We were, uh, yes, <laughs> that, that last, that last Oreo cookie cereal, the last soggy one, that was mm -hmm. us. That was you. And therefore you were getting the runoff of everybody else's shit. Think of it. Yeah. Like a cereal bowl. Like that last Captain Crunch has all the cherry, the crunch berry red all over it. That was mm -hmm. our apartment. So we got flooded. We got bed bugs and I had to get a new mattress. Yeah. And so naturally, you went to a place to buy a new mattress post bed bugs, uh, mm -hmm. PBD uh, or PBB. P, what is it? Bed bug. PBB. PBB. Uh, <laughs> but you go, you get this new mattress, and do they try to upsell you? Are they like then like, hey, you need this bed bug resistant mattress? I had no idea what it would even cost. So yeah. I mean, like, I don't, of course, if, if the demand went up, then the price go up. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even, it was the mattress, and it was like, oh, and you need this special, you need a, a bed cover, mm -hmm. a, you know, a mattress uh, cover, too, because then the bed bugs, then they go like, oh, man, this shit protected. We can't get in right. there. <laughs> oh, man, this nigga got a force field. <laughs> oh, man. I'm supposed to get in there. <laughs> we got, we need, we need indoor. They just, they got us on the outside of the bed. That's not good. <laughs> And they Damn. like that, and then genius. <laughs> you know what you else saw? What else you saw on the telephone poles? Like the the big thing you would see. Then you see like bed bug. We take care of bed bugs, cockroaches. Mm -hmm. Like everywhere, everywhere you went, you saw that. And like the dollar store had the sprays. So like it right. was a it was a wide in the front of the store. It wasn't like right. in the back like it used to be. 
to your point, there there starts to become a thriving industry around bed bugs. Anything bed bug related, motherfuckers were selling it. And and in your mind, based on your conspiracy, because I do think, and and cl- let's clarify, this is something you genuinely believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You said it in a very matter of fact way. Like, what kind of fool would ask that kind of question? And I, w- and for our listeners at home, I want to be clear. You're the fool. The fool <laughs> who believes it is Clark. The question is always, why wouldn't they? Okay, now I'm listening because that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> that is how they get you. That's how they get you. But okay, so what you're saying is is that somewhere along the lines, this outbreak happens, and in your mind, the big mattress, the the mattress industry, mattress industry knows that they can gain resources from this whole experience. I guess my question for you is. Do you believe that this mattress industry created the outbreak to start off? That they are the ones that incited the outbreak? Here's the thing. I think people took advantage of it. And yes, I do think this was intentional. Wow. Yes. So like Dr. Seeley of Seeley Posturepedic. Mr. Alvin Serta. Mr. Alvin, Fred Casper, Mr. Was, Alvin was Malcolm Serta himself. <laughs> Whenever they were doing to get rid of bed bugs, because it yep. ain't like, oh, dirty motherfuckers just started coming in New York in 2015. Right. They didn't start then. How, mm-hmm. how the bed bugs getting through now? They stronger coming from right. the coming from the old country. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect to all my older listeners who might have come from the old country. By old country, I just mean the Staten Island ferry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did they hop off the ferry and decide, like, oh, this is nice? Did they just sure. make their way to Brooklyn? Like, no. And it's such a commuter city that mm-hmm. how come I could go to the Upper East Side and it wasn't crazy? Right. Yeah. To that point, we're all constantly on trains we're all constantly bumping up against each other in theory if i'm sitting at home with bed bugs so should this uh this upper east side maxinista if you will and instead she's not getting it but i am every nanny on the upper east side come from crown heights mm-hmm. so that's true <laughs> the ones i would let watch my kids right if your nanny ain't jamaican what did you even do this for what what are you in the game for if you ain't going to get a Jamaican woman to raise your children? You might as well live in Brooklyn. You might as well live there. Yeah. If your nanny ain't from there, you might as well live there. You might be the you should be a nanny. If if your if your nanny ain't Jamaican cuz you broke. I love that. I love that line of Jeff Foxworthy jokes where he's just like <laughs> You should be a Jamaican living in Brooklyn. You might be a Jamaican nanny. If you brought bed <laughs> bugs to Gramercy. <laughs> oh, Jeff, when are you going to stop being funny, you know? That's all I want, man. I think I need to come up with something like that, but I forget to write it in my notes app. So Sure. <laughs> like all my million-dollar ideas. That's the only difference between you and Jeff Foxworthy is he, he doesn't forget to write it down. He wrote one thing down. He was like, I got to keep this bit going. This is tight. <laughs> I'm fucking killing right now. This he brought bad bugs. <laughs> so, okay. 
you said something interesting because it, this is something that I, in hearing your conspiracy theory, was sort of struggling with. I thought for a second you were suggesting that the mattress companies had sort of bioengineered these bed bugs, but I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're saying is they, in fact, just stopped doing everything they could to protect us against the bed bugs, thus allowing them to come into our lives, thus increasing their revenue. Yes, they didn't do everything they could to protect us or stop them, including releasing them onto the MTA. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying, and I, I just be, you're saying that like when I go to a mattress store in, in specifically in New York City in 2015, what you're saying is somebody is intentionally picking up a bed bug and a pair of tweezers and placing that bad boy right smack dab in the middle and presuming that that bed bug will over a course of time lay eggs and repopulate inside my mattress, thus making it necessary for me to go back to them a year later and be like, hey, I, I got the shit. There, there's a plethora of ways that this could be manifested, including... And I'm not saying this to be sure because I didn't. I don't have the facts, mm -hmm. but including pretending to be sweeping as an exterminator of other bugs and planting. Whoa! The bugs. Hold up! Wait a goddamn minute! Hold the hold the motherfucking phone, Clark. I think you just got us into a segment that I want to call "Talk That Talk." And in Talk That Talk, I'm going to give you 30 seconds because you just got into something uh, terrifying, if true, horrifying, if true. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I'm going to play some music. I would love for you to fully unpack what you just said about the possibility of, of the exterminators being in on this whole thing. 30 seconds whenever you're ready. In the words of Giuliani, this could be anything. This is deep than that. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? You have no idea what they're doing when they knock on your door and say, hey, we're from the landlord you never talked to, and we're coming to just spray some stuff. They could be unleashing whatever bugs. Because look, if they got rid of all the bugs, there would be no Orkin Man. The point is to have something to exterminate nonstop. It's like Chris Rock's did about medicine. You don't cure anything. They keep it going so they have an industry. Damn. God damn. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Fucking you know nothing about that. God damn. Game. Tell <laughs> y'all. It's no point in getting rid of all the bugs if you're trying to make money. Wow. Uh, listen, that's devastating. If it's true, that's fucking devastating that this entire industry is built on the maintenance of keeping infestations in people's homes because that's how they make their money. I'm not, listen, I didn't start this podcast fully on your side, but I'm getting pretty close to it. I'm I'm coming around. Why would they not keep it going? Okay, let's take this a step back for a second because I think this is important for for everyone to be able to make sense of all of this. Where did this come from for you personally? Are there other people in your life who support this theory? Are you a lone ranger in this fight? Where are we at? Having bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> right which sure. would be which would be worse we get it you're nasty but i'm saying are there 
are there other people who you've run this past who are now on the on the bed bug conspiracy train? Literally everybody who I presented this to went, you know, oh, is this a bit? That's what they said first. And yeah, then sure. I said <laughs> potentially if we can workshop it. And then it went, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing to workshop because I believe it so much. It's not funny. Right. They're like, look, if this is what your comedy's turned into, if you're more of a truth teller at this point, <laughs> I'm off the train. I'm not, that's not the kind of comedy I'm subscribing to. So look, man, if you want to do a TEDx, I, I'll support you in that. But what you're doing right now is just spitting them hard, real facts. And I ain't trying to hear nothing else. TEDx sounds like somebody who comes in to remove bugs, but they don't. Like TEDx uh-huh. <laughs> is just spreading bed bugs throughout your house with that little sure. nozzle. It's either that or it's a white dude who went to one Nation of Islam meeting and uh, <laughs> he felt real inspired. One semester at Morehouse and he's <laughs> Theodore X, also known as TEDx. He just shows up like, hey, did y'all know there's racism out here? He don't eat pork. No more. Uh-uh. Just out of nowhere. Just at the rib shop eating sides. And honestly, it's more because it upsets his stomach than it is because he's actually passionate about like the uh, health and rules of religion. But he's like, nah, you know, if black people said that I, I'm down. I'll do it. But he's wearing the same uh, color scheme from Belly, the black with uh-huh. the white with the black tie. <laughs> so you believe him and you're like, OK, well, his life different. He don't he don't. Sure. He don't do beer keg stands no more. So he wears a bow tie, but it's a vineyard vines bow tie. And he, <laughs> Yo, ain't, he ain't fully down. <laughs> before Ted X says anything, he takes his glasses off and points. Them. <laughs> Listen. I would like um, to fumigate your apartment. <laughs> yeah, I love to, TEDx is a, I, listen. I think you're you're hitting something really important here that so many of the industries in our country in the world are built on necessity, right? That like there there is no job that can't exist without a a need a a, a want on the side of the consumer. And so with that extermination is exactly the same and mattresses are exactly the same if we're not replacing our mattresses every year then presumably these mattress companies either have to sell mattresses for insane prices which they already do that's already a well-known fact but then on top of that they also have to find a way to keep refilling that consumer base and the best way to do that is by making our mattresses fail us in various ways, potentially through infestation. Here's the thing that really sells it for me about any conspiracy theory. This is a show about mm-hmm. conspiracy. That, that's what I heard, but I'm not always sure. That's word on the street. <laughs> and also, this is a big industry, and people are always are, are tempted to be nervous about exposing things. Mm-hmm. But I'm always like, even if it's true, what can I do about it? Now, right. That's that's the mm-hmm. beauty of a wide sweeping plot to take advantage of everyday Americans. There's nothing we can do about it, even if it is true. Right. So so to your point, when you're sort of like exposing big mattress for their ties to bed bugs, you I guess to some extent are admitting you're pretty weak in this. You don't have any real power to be able to stop what's happening. Nothing you can do about it. You just got to buy a new mattress. Wow. And so do you then go and buy a new mattress? Are you then just like... You just buy it begrudgingly, but you do it. 
Wow. That well, that just okay. Now that's upsetting me here, Clark. You see, it feels see? like you being sort of a person on the ground floor in the bottom of the bowl, if you will, of this whole thing would want to create a new system where we don't sleep on mattresses anymore. Now you, you Japanese, now you sleep on them <laughs> weird, you know, floor pads that they like. And the pull-out drawers. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, I would think that you would want to explore new options, but you're saying, no, I'm, I'm still fully invested in, in capitalism and all of its tricks. Who enjoys, who, who can go without a decent night of sleep? Who, mm -hmm. who of you doesn't need to sleep well? Sure. If if you can do that, especially in New York City, you've been on the train, you've been at work, you're going to open mics, you're going to tutus for a late night romp, you're getting a drink, all these <laughs> things. We, <laughs> I'm just shouting out bars at this point. Just something very specific to you. Yeah, you're you go over to Jeff's house. You hang out with him for about thirty-five <laughs> to eight, 80 minutes. It depends if Jeff's in the mood. Then you head over to the. <laughs> it's Saturday, so you go by Greenpoint and you think about taking that uh, skateboarding class, but then you pass on it. <laughs> but then you're like, "Come on, dog! You're thirty-five. What you mean skateboarding class? Get over this. It's too late." You promise yourself, so you walk back a little bit, but that Dunkin' Donuts is calling your name, and you're like, I could just get a stale glaze. Fuck that. Oh, shit. Is Matchless still going? Nah. They done with. So you skirt me around, and you eat, you know, some artisanal shit, and then you just, that's your day. Sure. And to your point, that is a very long day. That's a an arduous day. And therefore, you need a good rest at the end of that bad boy. Now, here's my concern. And here's where I, I will challenge you is that I do, in fact, think that maybe there's an alternative to a good night's sleep that we haven't discovered that is sort of absent of the mattress companies. And maybe the mattress companies have a hold on our minds in a way that we don't know we can have a good night's sleep without them bitches. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would love to hear that because. It ain't even cool, like in other cities, no cities where it's safe to catch uh, some sleep on a train, have a train. Mm -hmm. All the cities that have trains, it's very unsafe to catch 40 winks on. So it's, right. it's, the conspiracy is bigger than just like mattresses. They, they yeah. looked at every single angle. Like you have to get that, that, that rest when you get home. You can't sleep right. knowing you have bed bugs. We are, uh, especially in places like New York City, you are living in a, a sleepless prison that you are never going to be allowed to get the proper rest that you need. And so you are clinging to these mattresses because of the salvation that they offer more than just uh, they are a nice way to go to bed at night. You know, the worst thing about New York City with that, it's overcrowded all day. You're around people. Mm -hmm. Your bed is the one place, one yeah. place where you can be alone. Not with bed bugs. You got company. God damn. This, well, this hurts my feelings and it makes, uh, <laughs> it makes me, I'm spiraling. I don't really know what to do, but we need to take a break. We're going to take a break. I'm going to get my shit together. Hopefully Clark's going to keep spitting that hard truth that we need. And we'll be back with more Clark Jones and more my mama told me. 
Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. back here with more my mama told me more clark jones we're still talking about the way that big mattress has constructed an impossible night's rest without their involvement and thus all of the bed bugs and pests and night ruining evening ruining life ruining potentially things that they throw in the mix in our own lives do you think that there was like a singular meeting like, do you think there was just a meeting of the minds where they all sat down and were like, hey, sales are dipping across the board. We got to do something. And then that's when the bed bugs idea came. Or do you think it was more like a, a gradual process to that? There, there's board of investors. If you if you follow and find out who had money invested in Serta and Sealy and Amazon, uh-huh. then that's your answer. Wow. So you're saying that potentially there's like a there's a Jeff Bezos on the other side of this. There's a there's a Koch brothers on the other side of whatever this is that basically is now planning growing their profits from the destruction of our lives. 
Yeah, I don't name names per se, <laughs> but I, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of drill Chicago get back uh, YouTube videos. So I don't name names. It, it might even be names we don't even know. That's the thing about it, because there's there's a yang to being woke. You know, mm-hmm. the yin is like, oh man, you get the fuck after protests, right? But the yang is it is there's nothing you can do about the thing that you're now woke about. Right. Frederick Douglass in his in his slave narratives talks about this a little bit, where he says that the worst thing you could do to a slave is to teach them how to read. Because ultimately you are enabling them to now understand the language of their imprisonment, of their slavery, as opposed to before when they're ignorant, they're trapped, but they don't quite understand what that trapped is. But now they understand every detail of that experience. And I think to your same point, once you've woken up to the fact that Big Mattress wants you dead, or at least wants you sleepless, there's no way you can go back. That is great, man. That just, that just... Cause I, I've always thought like that, and I didn't know f- me and Frederick Douglass were <laughs> both geniuses. I thought it was just him. I love that, man. Damn, I didn't know Frederick Douglass was deep like me. That's whoa, crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you mean to tell me Freddie Ducks was retweeting <laughs> my thoughts before I was born? That's crazy. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. That's what it is, man. Yeah, that's 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 a great point. Like, did you know like the whole Walker thing? This is just a sidebar, but like um the idea of uh what is it on The Walking Dead? Those are called uh, zombies. Zombies. Zombies yeah. came from slaves thinking that like if they killed themselves, then they would just live forever as slaves. As zombie mm. slaves pretty much. Wait, wait a minute. Because I don't. Okay, I'm listening. You're saying that the original conception of zombies came from slaves fear that in dying in slavery, they would remain slaves forever. Yep. And if they killed themselves, they would just remain as these zombie slaves forever. That was the hell. They would have to be slaves. Wow. And this is this is you're saying the original zombie like that's where the whole thing came from. Whoa, if true, devastating. I don't, I listen, I don't have the research and you didn't know basic Frederick Douglass quotes. So I can't trust you wholeheartedly, but that is the, just the idea that that's where it came from is fucking devastating in that. Yeah. To your point, it's, it's, we're trapped in this forever and always in a way that like is inescapable or, or more, more suicide would have occurred. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how ingrained it had to be. Like, why wouldn't you just say, "Man, fuck this"? Let me get the fuck right. Out of here. Like, there's no reason to stay in this life of servitude unless they can figure out a way to make you fear even leaving the worst version of this experience. Exactly. Wow. All right. Wow. Okay. Let's get into this. Research. I didn't even know I was going to drop that one on you. Yeah, I didn't know either. And uh... <laughs> y'all can look it up. I ain't, I ain't just, I'm telling you, it's all out. That that one's out there. So you can look that up. Hell yeah. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about bed bugs um, <laughs> and, and their history, particularly in this country. 
bed bugs have apparently been around for thousands of years. There's even evidence that like the ancient Egyptians like were writing different stories about how to get rid of these pesky little monsters, whatever, right? So for thousands of years, they've bothered humans. But to your earlier point about us sort of starting to resolve the problem with bed bugs in 1939, this Swiss chemist named Paul Herman Muller discovered a pesticide called DDT, which proved to be super effective against bed bugs. It was a Triple H finishing move. No, not Triple H, although he did use it quite a bit, but it was a finishing move in the WWE. And then it, it also was apparently super effective in killing bed bugs. That and decon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so DDT, apparently the way that it's so effective is because more than any other chemical, it has the ability to stay on surfaces for a really long time, like it lingers for a really long time, and it attacks the nervous system of the bed bugs. So it just like basically melts their fucking insides. But then in 1972, DDT is banned in the U.S. because apparently it also has cancer-causing uh, agents in it it's like a carcinogen and it becomes like this super dangerous thing for them to be uh putting in people's homes just to get rid of insects so one of the services it could it would remain on is your lungs mm -hmm. <laughs> right? like you couldn't get rid of this yes exactly <laughs> you're sitting in here and your bed bugs are their insides are melting and apparently your insides are melting too just a little bit slower than the bed bugs yeah i believe it Okay, now here's where your your suggestion starts to get really interesting, because even after 1972, there's not like immediately this massive outbreak of bed bugs once we start banning DDT, right? It more or less kind of stays under control until around the 1980, mid 1980s to mid 1990s. But and then this is where it really gets interesting in the in the year 2000, there's this massive uptick in people claiming to have bed bugs because and this is the claim is that uh, there is now a DDT resistant strain of bed bugs that suddenly pops up out of nowhere. Bed bugs just suddenly are no longer allergic to the thing that otherwise kills humans and everything else. This thing that was killing humans. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, there's yep. a strain of it that the, it can't kill that. Like, humans, stop taking this or you'll die. But the bed bugs, like, are we back? Yep. The bed bugs are like, nah, we good. Give me a big old tall glass of DDT. I, I don't feel nothing. Mm -mm -mm. Just chugging it <laughs> at Tutu's in Brooklyn. What is this? What does DDT stand for? Delicious, delicious, tasty? Because that's how I'm, that, I'm drinking it. I love it. <laughs> this drink, uh, I can't think of a tea adjective, but this drink turnt. I'm a bed bug that talk like uh <laughs> talk like the year 2016. Yeah. And mm, mm, I love this. <laughs> yeah, so the bed bugs apparently are now suddenly not allergic to the DDT. And here's where it starts to get a this this part turned me off. And I'd love to get your thoughts on this. One of the reasons that they claim or possible reasons that they claim that these bed bugs are suddenly becoming uh, DDT resistant is that they may have come 
over from Africa, that they they were sort of these Africanized bed bugs that then show up to America and now are DDT. Uh, they're too strong. They're stronger than the average bed bug. And that's when that's when I really start believing this. When that when the when the thing turns to is Africa, it came from uh-huh. Africa. That's when I know a white man did it. That's 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 that's. Uh-huh. I need, I was like at ninety seven percent. Now I'm at like ninety eight because yep. <laughs> as soon as well, shit, it came from Africa. Cause ain't nobody going over there to find out. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the storm, the tornadoes come from Africa. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I, it, it, it bugs me whenever they start suggesting that like the entire continent of Africa is servicing up these like more powerful, more dangerous versions of the things that we have in America, the Africanized bee. It's not a, it's not a more dangerous bee. It's just a bee with a vengeance that you, that you brought over here, white devil that you introduced to your America. And now you're sitting here resentful that you didn't leave the motherfucker alone. Just leave it alone. I mean, after all this time, like, it's white folks who went over there, too. Like, but you say it's from Africa and people just assume it's from Africa. Right. That that it is Africa's fault when, in fact, in more cases than not, it is the white man's fault for traveling to a space that was not his and bringing back something that, again, did not belong to him. Sierra Leone is a French name. Stop it. <laughs> Ain't no niggas named Sierra Leone. Get the fuck out of sure. here. Exactly. And Rhodesia, so one of the things... Suck my dick. <laughs> one of the things that they argue for these bed bugs and for the reason that these Africanized or foreign bed bugs sort of make it to the U.S. is that uh, in the 80s and 90s, there is this massive uptick in national and international travel by airplane. And so it's part of the reason that we're getting these different species and strains of these these insects traveling to different places is because somebody goes to, let's say, Sierra Leone, they hang out there and then they come back with now a different type of bed bug, one that has built up a resistance to DDT, largely because they're using in in Africa, they're using mosquito nets that are laced with a different type of protection of chemicals that basically built a strength in the bed bugs that live over there. Yo, I wish I could go find out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But there's no way. Who got time? Who got time sure. to find out? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, this, this further is my point, right? I think so. I think it's it's definitely not hurting what you're what you're building here. There's also an argument that bed bugs over the years through evolution have built up a thicker exoskeleton that because their exoskeleton, their outside shell is getting harder and thicker. It is making it harder for these chemicals that otherwise would have killed them to penetrate their exoskeleton and thus melt up their insides. But they're so tiny. Mm hmm. They're like. If they're a living, breathing organism, and these things can harm us to that to 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 murder us. Yep. I mean, the droplets are bigger than the bed bug. Sure. I'm listening. I'm not sure what point you're making, but I'm listening. Well, what I'm saying is <laughs> it, it ain't like if it's like if it's there, 
it's yep. being breathed in and you're this right. big. I don't give a fuck how big your shell is. Is there a no a shell over your nose? The yeah, head, nose okay. and mouth. If you're a living, breathing organism, it's going into your system. Right. And so one of the things that they're saying is that uh, and and this goes to your earlier point. Right. And this is where the research, I think, really takes a turn in your favor, is that if in keep in mind, so much of it already has. But a multimillion dollar industry is born from bed bug prevention that isn't DDT. The one thing that they 100 percent could confirm was capable of killing bed bugs is now taken out. But then all these other industries are born where they start to convince people that if you buy this product or if you invest in this thing or if you replace this thing with this thing, you suddenly can uh, get rid of these bed bugs. And this goes to your original idea that uh, there's no way that they can actually confirm a lot of the things that they're saying are killing the bed bugs, in fact, are killing the bed bugs. Even with all this information that you know, if you had a bed bug right now, would you buy a new mattress? Yep. If I had one right this second. Yeah. Would you buy a new mattress? It's tough, man. Really? I, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. It's pretty tough. And and I'm going to get into some reasons why right now. But it some of what I found is pretty devastating. So here's the reality with bed bugs. The reason they're so difficult to kill is because, number one, they lay dormant for long periods sometimes months right and then on top of that they only come out during certain hours in the night okay so the bed bug can like lay in the middle of your mattress undetected for a really long time and you'll never catch it so in theory if i find a bed bug i have to presume that my mattress could potentially be infested now I could take the time because they do say that there are ways to kill bed bugs, right? That like through heat and through uh, suffocation and all the different things that you can do to get rid of these bed bugs. I could presume that maybe I do the work to get rid of them or I could presume that I go to a mattress company and ask them to replace it. To your earlier point, though. There's now something in dealing with the mattress companies where they pretty much are pretty open that like recycling, I think they call it like mattress rejuvenation or some shit is a fully real thing that like uh, a reconditioned mattress is something that they basically claim is something you, you know, they strip down and they sterilize and they repurpose and sell to consumers and you buy it knowing it's a reconditioned mattress, but they keep those mattresses in the exact same places that they keep new mattresses it's not as if like this is kept in a separate area so in theory if these products are as ineffective as they seem to be at killing off the insect that is so hard to kill in buying a new mattress i am simply reinvesting in a new bed bug infestation which i don't need i'll go with the ones i know i'm just imagining scrooge mcduck <laughs> Swimming in bed bugless money yep. as he resells you at a higher mm -hmm. price the mattress you used to have. It's it's devastating. There's an article I read that was on NBC News where they basically tracked this mattress company as they picked up a bunch of mattresses that were on the street. And before they picked up the mattresses, they checked each mattress for bed bugs, found that one of the nine of them that they watched these ma this mattress company pick up did, in fact, have a bed bug infestation. They put it in the exact same pile as the other mattresses. So maybe 
they did, in fact, sterilize this and break it down and do everything they could to get rid of it. But the point that NBC News was making and sort of the science behind it is there's no way of 100 percent guaranteeing that you fully have gotten rid of these things without like like cracking the motherfucker open and like picking it out one by one. And so, like, you don't know. You know what else business thrive off this? Big ass plastic wrap. Yes. Yep. You had to wrap it before you could sit it outside. Exactly. And that's one of the things that they talk about as like part of this multi-million dollar industry that that came out of bed bugs. It's it's plastic wraps that they claim can keep bed bugs from penetrating your mattress. But one of the things that scientists say is that bed bugs don't actually need to be in soft surfaces it's it's a ruse that they're selling you that like oh if you cover your mattress you'll be straight when in fact bed bugs can live in the cracks in your walls they can live in the cracks in your uh, mattresses they can live in literally the cracks of the foundation of your floor so even if you're able to get rid of the bed bugs on your surface you can't guarantee you've gotten rid of them from your home entirely or even worse from the entirety of your apartment building and I can't, I can't speak to the intellect of bed bugs, right? Oh, I, can, I, I, can, <laughs> I can't imagine them on the bed and they see you struggling mightily to, to rap with that big ass mm -hmm. clean plastic wrap and they just go there like, dang, I wonder what's going to happen with that. No, yep. they go back into the crack until that new mattress come in, unless you fumigate, unless TEDx comes to your apartment and sprays the cracks or whatever. I ain't saying they yes. all crooked. I ain't saying they all crooked. I'm right. just saying that's one point of entry. I, I totally agree. Here's another scary thing that I think you brought up earlier was about the uptick that people saw in terms of uh, pest management. So a recent bed bug pest control survey. This is them surveying the people who are in charge of pest control uh, where they can. It was conducted by the National Pest Management Association, the NPMA. Apparently it's a real thing. But they found that bed bug infestation in the United States continued at a high at high rates with 97 percent of pest control professionals having treated for bed bugs in the past year. And that number is significantly higher than 15 years ago when we, it was only 25 percent of pest control professionals saying that they had treated bed bugs in the past year. So it went from 25 to 97 in 15 years. I'm no I'm no math person, but <laughs> if my bank account went from the twenty five percent to ninety seven, I yep. ain't worried about bed bugs no more. Sure. You got that money. Got them got that upper east side, got that Jamaican nanny money. You got that and now and now your kid has a weird accent. This is what we're all striving for. This is the America that capitalism builds. This is the danger that we're fighting against is potentially big mattress and all of the corruption that they've cooked up that affects our entire lives, not just the ones that we we can see on the surface, if you will. Greed is good.
Yeah. Okay, let me hit you with one last little piece of information that blew my mind. One of the things that they specifically say about these pest management companies and sort of the bullshit that they're able to cook up around bed bugs is because they can't guarantee that they're getting rid of them, they start to offer all of these alternatives for getting rid of them. So one of the things that they started cooking up is like, we talked about the mattress covers. Another thing was uh, bed bug sniffing dogs is apparently a thing now where like they they say that like they can train dogs to sniff out bed bugs in your home or in your mattress. But I started thinking, all right, if I'm a pest control company, either I, number one, get a dog and train it to always smell bed bugs, whether they're there or they're not, because then I get to fumigate and charge you extra money. Or alternatively, I get a dog that can't smell shit and charge you for bringing the dog in. And then the dog is like, I don't know, I don't smell nothing. And then you just stick with bed bugs and I still have to come and fumigate later. Or the dog, okay. It's a dog sniffing, not dog killing. Uh-huh. So, so you know, the dog just like, yeah, y'all got bed bugs. And right. You're like, yeah, so, okay, do something. Nah, 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 nah. I got fleas. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah, player, I got my own problems. That, <laughs> I can't that ain't do really shit. my thing. Matter of fact, you got fleas now, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, player, I ain't going to lie to you. You got some more problems that you're going to have to deal with because I got I got bad news and I got worse news. (laughs) The bad news is the bites on your face are 100 percent bad bugs. The good news or the worst news is you're going to have some other bites on your face. (laughs) They ain't going to be bad bugs. They're going to be something else. (laughs) The the, the terrible news is I got to (laughs) go. Just shaking out fleas on the way right. out. And the heartbreaking news is I can't be here no more, man. My owner said I got to get up out of here. So I'm going to holla at you. Good luck with your little infestation. Wolf, wolf, and all that. Peace out. <laughs> which which way is the decal? Stop. I got, to, <laughs> I got to go. I love that. The dog can sniff out bed bugs, but he don't know which way the decal stop is. He, the misdirection is it's too hard. He don't know. All the fleas got him turned around, man. Here's the last little bit that I'll give you. And this part made me feel especially sad is that more often than not, when bed bugs are biting, when they're actually like uh, fucking people up with like those sort of infamous bed bug bites that you see all over people's bodies and faces, that is in fact coming from an allergic reaction that bed bug bites themselves don't show up very well the first couple rounds for for the average person who isn't allergic to bed bugs. And so in a lot of cases, people can have bed bugs and never know it or at least not know it for a very long time because they're not having an allergic reaction to the bites. So we all might have them. They might just all the little good night. Let don't let the bed bugs bite might just be part of the deal. Dude. Sorry. So genetically. Like you're not even aware because the you're not allergic to them. Yep. And I had it's not crazy between 1985 and mm-hmm. 2015. I heard nothing of bed bugs. Sure. <laughs> from from me hearing that song as a child. Yeah. As a toddler. Twenty. It took 20 more years 
for it to return. Coincidence? I think not. I think by your argument, it is in fact not a coincidence. And Big Bad Bug is is behind this whole thing. And it's ultimately ruining our world. It's ruining everything. It was a sad time in, in Brooklyn, man. Because that's all people talked about. But then nobody wants to talk about it because... As you call the me, shame. you call me dirty. Yes. Yes. The shame. It's it's a, a very shameful thing. And everything that I read is is it says how important that shame is in selling these products, that it's always about discretion and keeping things quiet. And even though they can't prove that these products work, people grapple on to grabbing and buying these products because of the possibility that maybe if I spray this stuff or maybe if I fumigate this way or if I get, you know, this this dog who don't speak English to come into my home and sniff them out, I can avoid the shame of people realizing I am I am in fact a bed bug owner dude the pe- biggest people hoarding lysol and anti uh and disinfectant stuff were people who called covid a hoax yep it's like uh, covid's a hoax yeah but it's people who don't think that and i know how to take advantage of it mm-hmm there it is this is all just a big scheme we're gonna take one more break we'll be back with more clark jones and more my mama told me Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. 
AT&T. And we are back. back here with more Clark Jones more of my mama told me we're we're unpacking the way that capitalism has strategized ways to ruin every part of our lives including our sleep and now we're gonna play a game Clark this this is a fun game I'm gonna introduce to you a very fun game that I think you're gonna enjoy it's called white lies ugly you're disgusting I'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars Okay, White Lies. <laughs> it's a very fun game in which I am going to introduce to you a traditional white conspiracy, one that white people have supported to some degree for years now. And I would love for you to unpack why you think this conspiracy is so important to white people. What do you think they're holding on to? What are these sneaky motherfuckers up to? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, hell yeah. Your conspiracy today, and this is my first time hearing this one, but it's very exciting for me. Your conspiracy today uh, comes from uh, the movie Frozen. The movie Frozen is where your conspiracy lives. But apparently there are some people who believe, I'm sure you've heard this before, that that uh, Walt Disney froze his head, right? That when he, when he died, there's a theory that Walt Disney may have froze had his head cryogenically frozen so that he could he could bring himself back in the future at some point right yeah there are some people who believe that the movie frozen is in fact just a big uh a big ruse it was written just as a way to throw off the algorithm on google so that when you type in disney frozen the first thing that pops up is not walt disney's frozen head but is in fact this now multi-billion dollar film and and subsidies and all the things that were born out of it my question for you is, why do you think white people are so invested in this conspiracy? Well, can I say a couple things first? Yes, please. One is, this is probably true. <laughs> you got to say why. You can't just leave it at that. Ted Williams is cryogenically frozen. Mm-hmm. The baseball player from Boston, where you have spent a lot of time. Yep. <laughs> I thought you were going to say where you're from and I was going to fist fight you via Zoom. <laughs> where you learn how to do comedy. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, it's hard to, to say. For, for, let me just say to the white people who are holding on to this, like, you don't need to freeze Walt Disney. Like, his racism is alive and well. Like, there's no, there's no need it's like they're freezing them to say, oh, just in case we run out of racism, we already got Walt Disney. <laughs> oh, nobody imagined racism the way that Walt Disney did. We're going to need to keep <laughs> yeah. him. He had a whimsical approach on it. He made it enjoyable. <laughs> he wrote songs. He turned Mickey Mouse into a fucking caricature. He did, like, it's it's fine. It's on Breitbart. It's on uh, mm-hmm. that new, uh, the racist Twitter. Like yep. if you holding on to it, you don't have to. It's it's fine. It's well protected. Yep. So yeah, I think that's why they like just like ah, whenever we just need 
Mammy. I'm sure Al Jolson <laughs> is somewhere in somebody's locker. <laughs> Literally sure. chilling. Right. So so to your point, this is them holding on to the whimsy of like an antiquated racism and the belief that Frozen was somehow a protection against that is really just uh, adding to the mystique of Walt Disney and his his brilliance that like, oh, he planned that, you know, eventually people would know that his head was frozen and they would have to protect his his identity or protect his choice via this film there's got to be a study on how many pages deep people go on google searches oh there's got to be like on average people i think i've at most i've gone to like the eighth page well you've gone crazy deep that is deep right yeah that's what i thought like eight pages is kind of i forgot what it was for but it was <laughs> oh i mean you could say it's porn this ain't a family show you could just say it is a video there's a there's a specific set of titties that I, I remember and I would love to see again. Adam 22 <laughs> from the No Jumper podcast got a video that used to be readily available. But uh, all of a sudden, every fucking everybody deleted it. It can't be found. You can't even buy it. That's how, that's yeah. how deep it is. So I went eight pages deep and I still can't find it. So I, I think like if you type Disney Frozen by the ninth page, you should come up with something. Or just skip to 23. Sure. I think, and this is what uh, PR people are constantly, this is the whole point of their job, is that the Google algorithm actually, they say that at the point that it's on the second page, it no longer is an issue for people. That like literally nobody goes past the first page for their Google searches. So what you really want is to just get the shit off the front page and you're pretty much good no matter what it is, including, you know, uh, freezing your head or uh forcefully coming on a lady in a way that she didn't want to whatever it may be <laughs> what if the what if walt disney's head was one of the fake audiences at like the nba bubble <laughs> <laughs> this is the abc partnership that they agreed to you're gonna have to put the frozen head front row he's just saluting hitler he just fucking <laughs> drawing doing all types of crazy walt disney stuff I would love it if the frozen Walt Disney head was sitting right next to Barack Obama when they forced him to like give a motivational speech in the middle of the NBA bubble where he was like, hey, by the way, remember to vote, fellas. And Shaq's sitting there nodding like he didn't understand. Just what there this the was. whole time. He's underneath the Black Lives Matter symbol, just mm -hmm. putting up. Just Walt Disney. He didn't got no fingers, but he wants to flick you off. You better believe it, right? He's just sticking his tongue out at Black Lives Matter. Pen in hand, but just. <laughs> Listen, I believe I now I'm I'm sold that Walt Disney froze his head, too. You're good at conspiracy theories, Clark. You did it. You really nailed uh, being a, a psychopath with me. And I appreciate that. I'm in the basement. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that part. This was beautiful. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you? What cool shit you have going on? Do I want to tell people <laughs> after this? Uh, at the Clark Jones, T H E E Clark Jones, um, on 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 Instagram and uh, Twitter. Uh, we have some fun over there, man. This has been really, really a good time. And I have an Etsy store, Classic Black Customs. 
Yeah, Clark does some some dope shit, customizing clothes and shoes and making everything look fly. And and uh, yeah, y'all should check him out. Check out his Etsy store. Listen to his insane theories and then go buy things from him on Etsy. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Kerman. And please, if you have any drops, if you have any additional conspiracy theories, if you have any voicemails that you would like to send us, you can send all of that to mymamapod at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, bye. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.